Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks so much for being here. Today, we're going to talk all about fucking it all up and being okay with it. And I love this topic because it's something that I definitely had to work on in my own life. But before we dive in, I just want to invite you to make sure that you scroll down to the show notes and take the weight loss psychology quiz so that you can get some of the tools that we talk about on the podcast in a very step-by-step actionable way, and you can get started on them immediately. All right, that's it. How many times would you be willing to fail, aka fuck it all up, if you knew that eventually you just get it? If you knew that failure was a step toward success, how many tries would you give yourself before you quit? And I don't mean in a very cliche way, although cliches are cliche for a reason, they are usually pretty true. I mean, if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that you we're going to get the thing that you wanted, how many times would you be able to slam your finger in the car door for that thing? Your thought that failure sucks is because you've allowed it to be personal to you. You make it mean that something is wrong with you, that it's this permanent state, or that you should be there already and you use it to judge yourself and feel defeated. You use it as evidence that you're broken, that you're unfixable, that this is just more proof of the crappy things that you believe about yourself or that you were told about you growing up. You know, that terrible teacher that said you wouldn't amount to anything or your parents that said you were a naughty, terrible child or that you were lazy or that you had your head in the clouds. Those kinds of things can stick around and reinforce a belief system that you're not going anywhere. And interestingly enough, even though you may not even have memories of them, or at least very clear ones, you could still be operating from that place. But if you didn't believe that, if you believed that failure was super normal, you would be willing to do it so much more often. If you were telling yourself that it was just this normal part of the process, that you were absolutely going to get where you're going, you'd be willing to do it all the time. I see this in weight loss coaching and something that comes up when people are working with weight loss in a hunger directed eating way. If you don't know what that is, listen to several of my episodes prior to this one, because I really break it down for you. But when they drop the dieting and they drop all the food rules and they drop all the restriction, they might start overeating and they might gain some weight. And if they do start gaining weight, They start feeling like a failure. They start feeling like it's not working for them. But if you are this person who is gaining weight, your weight gain is part of your weight loss. Your emotional eating and your overeating is part of learning to be in a healthy relationship with food. When it comes to body image, if you see a photo and you hate it, but you've been working on being in a better relationship with your body and you think, gosh, I saw myself in a picture, or I saw myself in an outfit, or I had a breakdown in a dressing room, that must mean I'm failing, I'm not getting anywhere. Bullshit. 
that hating of the photo is part of learning to change the relationship you have with your body. It's necessary for the work you're doing. Those who go through these programs, who try to make permanent changes to change the relationship they have with food, their bodies themselves, if they are checking boxes, if they are just doing what they're told, but they're not investing emotionally, if they're not screwing it up, if they're not allowing their emotions to come to the surface, then it's just another way to box check and basically diet their way through. They're not getting vulnerable with themselves and those emotions surface eventually. So when you are failing, you are learning. I know, again, cliche, right? You have to fail to learn. But tell me any time that you have ever really learned something. Tell me any circumstance that you have had that has really changed your life, that you haven't slipped, stumbled, had some kind of pain attached to it. It doesn't exist. That's where our growth lives. Now, it's conflicting because of what you're experiencing in your mind. Because one part of you believes in your potential. That same part of you believes that you can be something different. You can do something different and that you can figure it out. And then there's this other part of you that tells you you shouldn't want anything different. That wanting only means more hurt. That if you want more for yourself, you're getting too big for your britches. That part of you gets very loud when you fail. Because it's so loud, you instinctively shut it down. And the way you do that is by giving in. You shut down the voice that says, why bother? Because if you succeed, that doesn't mean you'll succeed enough times that you'll make a difference. This is just who you are. And so what happens is you don't spend any time being proud of your successes. You find them a fluke, a temporary state, or you get excited for a minute, but as soon as you mess up, you shut it all down. You don't remember any of it. None of it counts. And you listen more to your critical voice that tells you that failing makes you a failure. And it's such bullshit because there's no way to create a new baseline for yourself without failure. And what I mean by that is when you're learning something new and you start out at a certain place, you're a beginner. In order to create a new starting point, a level up, you need to try some things. Fail at them, try again, repeat, until you find a way to get it right. And once you've gotten it right enough times, that now becomes part of your new baseline. That is part of your knowledge bank. It no longer requires a lot of effort, a lot of thought, or a lot of practice. What was once seemingly impossible becomes second nature. And you've experienced this a million times already in your lifetime. Learning to walk, read, use the bathroom all by yourself, right? Uh, To speak. There are many examples in your education, probably in your work, maybe even in relationships and family. And for a lot of these things, you have bought into the idea that they are 100% essential and therefore non-negotiable. And there's probably been someone like a parent, teacher, or mentor that has pushed you to keep going when it felt hard. They probably helped you figure out how to do it better the next time, and you got the support that you needed, and it eventually paid off. Now, I'm going to toot my own horn for just a minute because that is what we do in the Unstuffed program. We have coaches and teachers, and we push you and we hold up a mirror and we help you see things in a different way. It is well worth being in a community of people so that you really can take some of the difficulty out of failure 
and borrow other people's opinions and voices and things like that that are also on your side. We are the cheerleading team for the version of you that believes you've got this. Something changes when our individual insecurities get tapped into. When it feels personal and you're comparing where you are to your peers and society, then it can be very frustrating because you're feeling behind or inferior because any successful movement in the right direction can be confronting. At that point, people are watching. People are starting to notice that you're behaving differently, looking different. And that adds a level of pressure when you know what you're working toward is also the achievement that you believe will remove your shame. This is where a lot of the self-sabotage comes in, and I'll address that in an episode in the near future. But the reason that I mention it here is because people often feel very confused when they have two seemingly competing wants. They desperately want to change, and their behaviors are fighting to stay the same. And if you've been following my work for a while, then you already know that part of your brain's job is to warn you of unsafe and uncertain circumstances. It needs to keep you alive. Basically, it talks you out of doing anything that compromises you. And because your brain seeks pleasure, but also avoids pain, it can feel like conflict when the goal that you're going for potentially provides both. And so you wait for permission. You wait for permission from the other side of you, the doubting side, the afraid side, to allow you to feel ready. You keep waiting for it to feel comfortable and good ahead of time, but it doesn't. It might feel exciting. It might feel hopeful, but it also feels scary. And if you aren't a little afraid, a little doubtful, and a little uncertain, then you are not dancing at your edges. You are staying in the safe zone of certainty, and it is a beautiful place to rest but it is not where you grow. And when you have goals and you want to change, when what you have going on right now also feels a bit intolerable and you know you're not living up to your potential, then rest begins to feel restless. The only way out is through. The only way that you find success is by amplifying the voice from the part of you that sets your goals in the first place while also paying extra attention to the voice that's afraid. You don't need to shut it down or push it away. That's the instinct, right? The instinct is to say, shut up and jump off a bridge and don't talk to me. You have to invite it in because it's always going to find an outlet. It's, it's always going to show up until it no longer feels like what you're doing is dangerous territory and you need to hear it. So I'm inviting you to put yourself out there. Be willing to feel all the feelings, the doubt, the frustration, the shame, the worry, even the disappointment, let it be hard, and then listen up. Hear what comes up so that you can learn from it. When you put yourself in emotional harm's way, you allow yourself to get vulnerable. You do the things that scare the shit out of you. Then you hear that doubtful voice and you know exactly what you need to work on, to focus your attention on, to watch out for, to reassure. And when we shut that voice down, The way we usually shut it down is just by giving into it, indulging in it, or ignoring it, but then when we find ourselves in really uncomfortable circumstances or in places that we don't know how to navigate, it shows up with a vengeance and we don't know how to deal with it, that's not any better. We have to be with the version of us that thinks failure is the worst possible outcome 
that it reaffirms something's wrong with you, we need to hear it. The irony of it all is that that voice truly is on your side. It's just misguided and it needs that. It needs guidance. And my friend, that's your job. All right. That is all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, please do the cool thing and leave a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Share the podcast by screenshotting it, putting it on social media. Tag me so that I can come and say hello and thank you for sharing my work. Forward it to a friend who needs this. And let's face it, we all need a little pick-me-up. We all need a little push. We all need to get out of our failure bubble. I would love to hear from you. So don't hesitate to reach out and tell me what you got from this episode, what your thoughts are or ideas for future episode. All of that information is in the show notes. And hey, don't forget to take that three minute quiz. That is also linked in the show notes. And let me know what result did you get? And how are you going to use the information that you learn to help you navigate goals that you have to change your life and to lean into the failure? How are you willing to start fucking it up and keep going anyway? The only way to guarantee success is to let yourself be messy from beginning to end, to let yourself make a mess of everything, to fuck it all up and to figure out how to be someone who can be uncomfortable, who can screw it up who cannot know the answers, but is always willing to try and figure it out. All right. If you need some help, that is what we are here for. Make sure that you are on the waiting list for Unstuffed. Doors open soon, but not yet. But we all know time flies, so it will be here before you know it. More on that in episodes to come. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.